This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash yourweekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Wendy, how was your weekend? Good, Brian. How was yours? Uh, well, okay, I, I didn't run 13.1 miles this past weekend, though. I hear somebody <laughs> else did. I, I did. Um, well, I ran, walked, because it was, it was the toughest run I've ever done. It was my slowest, only by six minutes. Um, but yes, I did a half marathon this past Saturday in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Congratulations. Thank you. And good old uh, Jack Daniels country. It was freezing cold. Um, and thank God I was running, walking, uh, because that kept me warm. But it has, it, first of all, it was a great event. Because Lynchburg is like this, if you've never been, it's like this little postage stamp basically town and the main employers are Jack Daniels and like a couple other businesses but there's it's a it's funny it's a dry county um but it distributes all this whiskey so that is so weird (laughs) but it uh it was really cold I don't know that the temperature got above 45 during the whole thing it was overcast and it rained the night before and they were calling for snow so um our friend allison came out and she ran it with me no it's gonna ask that she was out on monday if i remember right so yeah so she came out and she um we were like man if it snows i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i'm doing this but we thankfully it didn't snow and it didn't rain it was just cold Um, but they have, it's a nice little hill. And so you go out about three and a half miles and you start to climb what they call whiskey hill, three and a half, four miles. And it's a nice, well, it's a nice run until that. And then it goes, just keeps going uphill, uphill gradually. And like the last, not even quarter of it is just, you're like a mountain goat leaning into the, into this hill and so when you get to the top of it, you pass through, like, they kind of put, like, a big finish line looking thing just because you're past that hill. Um, that sucker kicked my butt. And then there was another one a couple miles later that wasn't as bad but similar. So it kind of felt like a mountain goat. And uh, it definitely worked me out. I have never been as sore I was as sore after this race as I was after the very first one I did like 10 years ago. So I generally recover pretty quick and I'm not too sore the next day. The next day I woke up and I was like, whew, I feel like I climbed up a mountain. <laughs> well, I mean, so, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was fun though. It was a great event. It's kind of small. You like have to go get into a lottery to participate. So it only has 1,650 runners compared to like, the 40,000 runners that go to some of these others. Um, when, do you, when, but, do you, when do you learn that you're in or out? Uh, well, you, I think the, the lottery started at like 6 a.m. back in October. And you learn within an hour, like it fills up within an hour and a half, they said. And I think within that time frame, you, like I think I was number 80 and 86 or 80 and 106 to get in the lottery. Okay. But, but they basically said the thing fills up in an hour and a half, and it did. So a lot of people were returned, like with the people around, you heard them talking about it. They were returning runners that maybe do it every single year. Um, but it was just a nice event, and then it ends in the town square um, there in Lynchburg, and they have food and all that other kind of stuff. But it was too dang cold to just hang around and BS. We got back in the warm truck and headed back to Nashville. So, um, but it was good. It was great. I would, I would do it again if I think I was continuing to run half marathons. But I don't know that I will continue to do it after this year. <laughs> it's getting. I'm getting too old. No, you're not. <laughs> Damaging my my body uh, doing them. But I've got two more at least this year. So. Well, you may be damaging your body. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> 
So I'm like, let's preserve the joints. Um, but it was a good run. I enjoyed it a lot. I just wish the weather would have been warmer uh, to hang out and just enjoy the town a little bit more. But it was it was a really good weekend and it was a really good race. Like if I lived in that and it the scenery was great because you literally are running through far like farm country. Like there were tons of farms and cows everywhere and cricks and just it was gorgeous views so it was like a run in the mountains slash country did you um get any whiskey while you were there um i didn't purchase any whiskey because for my this past birthday i got some whiskey awesome um so i didn't need to keep filling in that but they do make these things that i kind of started to enjoy in college called down home punch which are like jack daniels wine coolers (laughs) oh wow and you just don't see them anywhere that much anymore. Um, but they have them at the little general store there. So it's a dry county, but you can purchase alcohol. You just cannot consume it. There's a little loophole. Um, you just can't consume it in the county. You can purchase it outside and bring it in. Um, and then if it's Jack Daniels, you can purchase it and go out of... I don't know how they get through the loophole. But they get through the loophole. Anyways, I brought a little six pack of down home punch nice. as a reward. <laughs> so that was, that was my purchase. Cause I have some, uh, Jack Daniels here at the house already. So I didn't need more. So I went to a zoo. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Not really. Uh, it was basically one of those. Zoo- I, I don't know if this is, if this happens anywhere else, but there are a couple of zoos here that are effectively a zoo that is in somebody's backyard. Hey, it, I think it's becoming a more, Honestly, I think that's becoming more of a normal thing than we realize. It's just weird. It, it, it's like s- large petting zoo slash zoo. Yeah. Uh, so I got to see a, a Tigon and a Liger for the first time ever. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a Tigon. I've seen a Liger, but I have not seen it. T- so what's the I, difference? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know the technical difference between a Tigon and a Liger. It has uh, to be the percentage of lion versus tiger would be my guess, uh, but I don't know. Maybe or possibly how the uh, genes are expressed. Okay. I don't like, cause I've always heard. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So do they look similar or no? Uh, one looked like a big tiger and the other kind of looked was like a big Which was the lion. liger, I bet. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, uh, <laughs> they were, but they were both, it was, it was larger than like the lion that it was laying beside of. Okay. Uh, and Noah's smart. So uh, here's the reason Noah is smart. Because uh, we took Noah and Oliver. Uh-huh. Uh, we walked over where the tigers were. And there was only like, there were like two fences between us and the tigers. The tigers were five feet away. He had all these people standing there, staring at them, looking at them. And Noah was like, I'm scared. I'm leaving. Really? Well, here's the thing. Like, that is the appropriate response when you see a, when you see a tiger. Yeah, not, nah. ooh, can I pet it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, this is vicious. I am walking away. <laughs> this is a wild animal from the safari that's not supposed to be in somebody's backyard. This is basically the baddest mammal that exists in nature. <laughs> Eat your face off. Yeah. And he was smart enough to be like, I think we should go. I'm yes. not sure this is smart. Yeah, and I felt the same way. So, we, we, <laughs> Good job, <we> guys. Yeah. <laughs> that fight versus flight technique you got that down appropriately yeah. in that scenario <laughs> yeah but that was the the big thing that happened over over this weekend for me anyway nice i think i saw because i could i think i saw you post it either on instagram or facebook maybe uh the picture of the giraffe and the bigfoot yes the sasquatch mm-hmm. that so was what i recall a, they had a sasquatch but nobody was paying attention to it because of the giraffe it was actually well, just it, it was a, it was a statue. I was gonna say because it was a statue, but it was kind of creepy looking. I will say it was. But like, <laughs> if, if I thought there was a like a real Sasquatch there, I totally would have been paying attention to that. Uh, yeah, yes, that would be because hello, there you never see them anywhere unless you're out at night and you're out seeking the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. I am. So that, I guess, kind of leads into our topic because I actually knew what you did before we talked about it because I saw it on social media and I haven't been able to do that for the last 40 days prior to Easter. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's been weird because we've been getting feedback on episodes and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I haven't seen any of it. I didn't know what was going on. No, because uh, you've been offline. I did. I did. I gave up. I gave up the old all social media and TV. So it's been an experience not. And you know what? I kind of I'm kind of not sad that I did it. And I'm kind of I'm glad I'm back on social media, but I'm not really. Really? Like I, I, I liked being off of it to a degree, except for a few specific things. And one being this show and seeing people's remarks and being able to share it, like put it back out there. Cause I had a couple people email me or call me and be like, okay, where, like, how do I find your podcast? Because you're not sharing it. I always just play it off of when you share it, you know, and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, well, here you go. You can go here. But I, that was one thing where I was like, mm, sorry. <laughs> Off, off social media, you're just going to have to find an old one from my profile or you're going to have to keep this saved as a bookmark and find it every week. So um, so that that was that was one reason. So the things that I missed were that was just seeing the direct feedback and then also being able to just share it directly out to everybody once it was posted and kind of keep that momentum going. Um, so that was one. I wasn't on it for my birthday. And that was like really hard because normal. Well, actually, that's not true. I don't say I don't wish people happy birthday on Facebook. I, <laughs> it I, depends on the person. I typically don't either, but I it depends t- on the person. I texted you. You did. And you if, did. And if I have the person's phone number, I normally text. Or yes, I, mess- I do too. Or I message on Facebook. Even though I hate Facebook Messenger, I message on Facebook because I have too many friends to wish them all happy birthday. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that was a that wasn't a big one for me in the sense that I was like, oh my god, I don't get to see how many people are wishing me happy birthday or whatever. But I also was like, you went back, okay. you went back, and you thanked people. I saw that. Yes, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go back and tell them thank you because even though it's a week later, I, you know, they took the time and they either didn't know or forgot and i had two people text me later and were like oh forgot you're not on social media for your birthday like happy birthday like even a day later so um so that was the second thing and then the third thing was i um you know it would there were some big events going on in a couple of my friends lives that i knew were occurring and they'd be posting pictures and i didn't I mean, I was able to catch up. Like, it's not like it's lost forever and I can't couldn't just go back and see it knowing the date that it happened and everything else. But, I mean, those were only the three things that were kind of like, eh, you know, that, that was kind of a bummer. But at the same time, the world didn't end, didn't break my heart, and I still figured out what was going on. So, <laughs> so primarily you are on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, I- <laughs> and, and the Twitters. I am. I prefer Instagram mostly for if I post anything. A lot of my posting will be Instagram. Um, and then Twitter, I'll just do the reposts and stuff for the show a lot. And I, I share on Facebook the show too. But I don't post a ton on Facebook unless I'm trying to share a message that it's just easier to post it and get you know out to everybody. But other than that, I don't post a ton on Facebook anyway. So Instagram was probably the biggest one. I like Instagram the best. I don't like Instagram. I know that. You like the Twitter. I don't like any of them, but <laughs> but I'm on them. Yes. And I can't imagine life without them. Um, I can. I mean, we had it, but we we did life before social media. But I think, you know, the convenience. So as I looked at the three, so after 40 days, you know, we were kind of like, well, what? What did you learn? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I really didn't miss it. It is a time suck. I didn't sit and look at things just to look at things and blow 30 minutes or an hour. And I've still gotten pretty good where I'm like, maybe check it twice a day, depending on what I have going on even. So I want to stay on top of not just getting sucked into the rabbit hole. Um, But I realized that I, as it relates to like Facebook and stuff like that, that if I wanted to know what was going on with somebody, if somebody crossed my mind and I wondered what was going on with them or, you know, wanted to reach out to somebody, I genuinely wrote cards and letters more than I have in a long time or made phone calls that I didn't make 
as opposed to a text because I had more I wanted to say to that person and find out what was going on with them. Um, but I just genuinely wanted to connect with people um, in a way that I even was like, man, this this is cooler than just making a comment online or sending them a message. It And I think, and I've found that I probably am communicating with a couple friends that I haven't communicated consistently with for even the last two years. So that just kind of hit me this week. I was like, man, we started texting again. We started calling each other again. And we haven't done that for the last two years because we've said, oh, well, look at look at what we did this weekend on Facebook. Okay. And then might make a comment there. And I'm like, that's so boo. I want to hear from you. So I think that was a huge one for me is I just, I made, I connected back with people the way I used to, which whether it's texting or calling or whatever, those conversations came back and are more regular and I think meaningful and fun to look forward to than, um, when I'm, we're using Facebook. And then, um, I also just, felt like I didn't miss any, I really didn't miss that much. Twitter's kind of my source for news. Um, so there were times where, I mean, I was going online to look up stuff for the news and stuff, but I have the things that I follow on Twitter. So that one I missed a little bit just for the quick like snippets of information around the news and what's going on. But other than that, man, I didn't miss it much and the world didn't stop. And I still knew, like, what major things occurred in my friends' and family's lives without it. Other than not knowing what the response was to the show, that's about all I missed. So, <laughs> so I, I guess I really re- want to talk about, like, my relationship with sh- social media. So going back to the purpose of the show or the original, um, the title of the show, uh, How Was Your Weekend? It came from the fact that I never asked that question. Yep. It's, it's like I don't get all the social cues that other people get i don't have this same weird i have weird conversations but to me weird conversations about like oh well how's your weekend how's the family you know whatever you know that's just not how my brain works but i can't imagine my life now without this instant access to what's going on in the lives of other, other people other people and like it's because you didn't have to ask them the question well, directly maybe maybe <laughs> so but like facebook to me like facebook i i post stuff to Facebook and I look at, I spend a couple of minutes a day looking at Facebook. Not, I might actually have Facebook up way more than I'm actually looking at it. Sometimes I just feel comfort by scrolling through whether I'm paying attention or not. But it's like, I take Facebook seriously in a lot of, a lot of ways. Like if some, if I get unfriended on Facebook, I take offense. It's kind of, I don't know if people have unfriended me. If they have, I don't know. (laughs) I've seen where, you know, I was friends with somebody and then, like, um, I have I won't see them for a while, so I'll click onto their thing just to see if they're still there. And, oh, hey, they're no longer my friend. Um, yeah. And, like, I get, like, personally offended at that. It's like this person is removing me from their life entirely. But at the same time, other people don't treat Facebook the same way, and they want to cultivate, like, a list of certain people that they, you know, want to keep track of, and I'm just not on that list. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, for, for whatever reason, it's it's deeply ingrained into me. And at the same time, I kind of hate it. Yeah, I think, well, I I think one of the things when we were kind of talking what the topic could be, I feel like it changes how people socialize. I mean, it truly, obviously, that's duh. Duh, Wendy, that's obvious. It changes it. Um, but I think I also probably had more questions. Like when I talked to friends and stuff, it I had more genuine questions about like, what's going on, what's coming up next, I felt a little bit different in the conversation as opposed to, oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Like when you're talking to somebody and you ask them what's going on or they want to share a story with you about somebody that you know mutually and then they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so did this and I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that online. I really enjoyed for that 40 days being like, oh, that's cool. That's really exciting as opposed to be like, yeah, I know. And I think it diminishes your ability to have a conversation, a real true conversation about talking about people shared friends and all this kind of stuff in a, in a way that's exciting and probably why people's conversations don't last long because it's like, Oh yeah, I saw it on social media. I'm good. I I think it's, I think I, I don't think it diminishes conversation. I think it makes it way more efficient 
So, for for example, like uh, for people that don't want to talk to people, for, yeah, it like, sure does. Well, Kim will say, "Hey, did you see Jason's post?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, that was awesome." And I'll know exactly what she's talking about, and I won't have to sit and listen to her, you know, explain it to me because I'll know exactly what she's talking about, and I do the same thing. It's like, hey, Kim, did you see uh, when Mark posted uh, this photo of this thing he did? Yeah, wasn't that awesome? She'll say, no, it was amazing. Uh, I think it makes I think it makes uh, the art of conversation. It yes, it makes the conversations themselves less deep, but I'm okay with that because I can get more information in and out in a in a shorter amount of time. I think it's wonderful. I can see, I see both sides of it. I see both sides of it. Cause I mean, for me, I think what, like seeing it is one thing, but if you're talking, like if somebody brings it up and then you ask that person questions, like, Oh, I don't know. And then I think that spawns other conversation beyond that, that topic of what that person did and well, it's great for them, but then it might spawn other conversations just between you and that person about a similar topic or get you down a different path of conversation as opposed to, Oh yeah, I saw that. That's great. Move on. You know? So I think I see both sides of it. I see both sides of it. And I definitely am a person where I'd be like, yep, saw that. Great. Cool. Good for them. Move on. Um, but also I think we lose a little bit of think about it a little bit longer and ask questions about just the topic in general and what, what kind of brainstorming or things does that bring up? Um, but, I don't know. I I'd be interested to see what people benefit from Facebook for them. Like, what does it truly fulfill? Because, like, if I'm looking back and going, what does Facebook really fulfill in my life? I'm gonna say um, marketing this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, I honestly would get rid <laughs> and of- just knowing that my friends are okay from time to time. <laughs> I would get rid of Facebook if I didn't have too many Facebook pages to manage. Yeah, I, I could just unfriend everybody yep. and just but then you'd hurt so many people's feelings exactly because you're kind of a big deal so i mean that would that would really scar a lot of people and like there are times i want to interact with my family very rarely and most of the time like i if i if i get a friend request and it's like a cousin i don't often i don't always accept it but if I get a friend request and the person has a Star Wars shirt on or they have a transformer in their hand, I always You're accept like, it. <laughs> I, I, so, um, <laughs> no questions asked. You're in. <laughs> like I have a really sketchy list of like uh, when I see when people like share this stuff on Facebook, I see people who have opinions that are just completely 180 degrees out of phase of like the things that I believe, and mm-hmm. it's not so much. It's not so much stuff that's challenging my beliefs and I need to see. It's kind of like, wow, you have the same opinion that I had in fourth grade. But, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I see a lot of, I just see a lot of stuff on Facebook. I don't care for Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good way to see, uh, like, what close friends are doing and, yep. like, kids. And yes. that's basically it. I don't really use it for anything else. Instagram, I only use. I, I use a I use an app or a service called If This Then That that automates a lot of stuff in my life. And one thing it automates is when I send photos to Wait, Insta- okay, so back up. This is an app. It's a service called it's not, If This Then That. Yeah. Like like it's an Excel spreadsheet formula. Yeah, app. effectively, yeah. <laughs> um what it does is it for one thing that I have it that I that it does for me is when I send a photo to Instagram, it federates that to other services so i have it where it automatically um like it gets uploaded to OneDrive. uh also i think it gets uploaded to google docs you basically have all your stuff integrated then yeah it but it it natively sends a photo to twitter and to facebook okay so that i don't have to share it to multiple places otherwise i don't look at instagram i don't get it it's just that's just one of those things that it's it just Instagram is way larger than Twitter, and I try to explain that to people when it comes to like marketing podcast stuff. I'm like, look, guys, I know mm-hmm. you don't use Instagram, but everybody else does. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're comfortable with Twitter, but that's because you're an old man. <laughs> like Instagram to me is is I do get if I if any of them get me down a rabbit hole, it does because they are to me it's quick and it's more efficient than Facebook. And I feel like it, all the stuff that's normal and, and most viewed pop up quickly. And, you know, it's I just find it to be a quicker version of getting in the same information. 
than Facebook. And I feel like people post more meaningful or interesting, even interesting things on Instagram than they do on Facebook. Yeah. As far as like about what they have going on or, and, and truly sharing, I think they share better on Instagram. Yeah. So I like, I feel like I have a more intimate relationship with people on Facebook. Instagram, I don't look at where I do most of my social media ing these days is on Twitter. And I hate Twitter so much. I just have not, I have not mastered Twitter. It's just not as user friendly for this blonde. (laughs) I I feel like I've been on, um, I feel like I've been on Facebook forever and on um, Twitter, like only for a couple of years. I've been on Twitter like two years shorter than Facebook. My Twitter turns 10 years old in May. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I, well, and I'm even thinking about, so um, did you have a MySpace? Uh, sort of. Do you know that that's still available? Like, you can still get on it? Really? Yes, I'm pretty sure you can, like, they did this whole new, I okay, this is like side news information, or somehow it came up on some, once I started watching TV again, they were talking about MySpace pages of celebrities, and I was like, What? And they're like, yeah, you can still get on your MySpace page. Like they replatformed and relaunched or something. And uh, and I was like, oh gosh, I did have a MySpace page. It was horrible, but I remember how complicated that was to build. And like, talk about a time suck. Um, so I don't know what it looks like now, but just so you know, you may have a MySpace page still available if you need to leverage another form of uh, social media, there, buddy. I don't think anybody's <laughs> on it. So it's like, I gotta, whatever I do, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. And marketing the podcast is usually the primary reason that I do whatever I do at this point. Yep. Um, whether that's marketing the podcast on a specific, like I said, I, I still have Facebook to, to post podcast stuff. That's mostly true. Twitter, mm-hmm. mostly true. Like I get angry looking at these things. I, my life would, would be better if I wasn't looking at this. Because I see so many dumb people and dumb opinions. <laughs> well, you just see, I mean, you just, you see the cross-section of the world that is a, that exists and the things that people feel inclined to share and, yeah, that you have a completely different opinion about or that they post and you're like, that's not that funny and... I mean, I, I did, I was, I was reading more. I was doing a lot more mental improvement than being on a lot of that stuff. And then I've found since I've been back on just the last week, like, again, I prefer Instagram and Twitter just so I can like look for any kind of instant news stories or sports stuff or whatever. But Facebook, I'm like, "Mm, there's, it's really just now I might look at it in the morning to be like, Whose birthday is it in case I don't have it on my calendar <laughs> of somebody that it's important, you know, that I feel is important to say happy birthday to. But for the most part, I'm like, really, Facebook's kind of back. I don't really, I don't really want to use it other than to, to support and share this stuff and maybe a few other things. So, but did you find yourself reverting back to what life was like before social media or social media, not that big a part of your life that it affected it that much? Um, I, d- I, I find... Okay, so I, I, it wasn't as big a part as it is for other friends. Like I know other friends who are like truly addicted to it. Um, I have found in the last week that I do catch myself sitting there scrolling through stuff and being like, "Oh, don't fall down that rabbit hole." And then since I put TV back on, and unfortunately because I had my DVR shows going on for the forty days while I was oh, trying not God. to watch TV, I have binged watched a little bit. And so I've been trying to, even with that, like not get back into that routine. Um, but while I was off of it, I, I did, I just reverted back to my normal way of conversing with people and checking in with them and leaning into, honestly, leaning into my computer even more for news and even sending emails when I don't usually use email as a form of communication to people. I mean, stuff like that. I, before okay so i basically had two phases in my life before social media where i would connect with stay connected with people and i have friends that aren't on social media so it's kind of hard for me to talk to them like my friend ricky he's not Mm -hmm. on twitter he's not anything so you know we have to stay connected via email 
or whenever I see him in person or at work over IM. Um, mm-hmm. But like when I was a teenager and even I guess before everybody used the phone. So I remember being on the phone with friends, not saying anything just while we played video games or whatever. <laughs> and that like not even it's like when my wife and I were dating, we would sit on the phone and just there would be silence. watch a TV show or something. Yeah, it's it just it was like spending time together. Uh huh. And well, that, nowadays you know what kids do; what? they FaceTime constantly. Yeah, like they're always like so. In this day and age, one of the guys that I used to pet sit for there in North Carolina, I remember his daughter was about to get her learner's permit. So as you think about like you you hit the thing. So what I'm building on is your comment of spending time with somebody even you were just on the phone it was dead silence but you were sitting and watching or experiencing the same tv show or whatever it was so his daughter was gonna get her learner's permit or something like that and she's like dad i don't want to drive and i'm like what teenager doesn't want to drive and he was like well she does some of them are saying they don't want the responsibility and he goes it's not the freedom that it was to us because having your own set of wheels meant you could go see and physically be with your friends, you know, and hang out where now they'll just sit in their rooms on FaceTime and it's like, they're hanging out together in person. Yeah. So why do I care about having the freedom to go hang out and be with my friends? Because I can be with them at the touch of a button. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. But, Oh, I was like, See again, it like spoils it. Like I was when we were talking about the TV thing, and I was like, man, it kind of spoils that excitement of that thing of looking forward to something. And it's like, oh, I, whatever, it's no big deal. I don't want to drive because I can just look and be and sit with my friend anytime I want to through my phone. And I'm like, oh, that just doesn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah. So like, and after the phone, like after I got a computer, I would hang around on either. Usenet, which was an old style form of the internet where basically it's like a bulletin board system or in a chat room with friends and everybody would just stay logged into the chat all the time and float in and out. And those people in the chat room, they're still some of my closest friends today, you know, 20 (laughs) 20 years later. And it's, it's, it's just connectivity. And that's now like, that's really what I get mostly from Twitter is where I, Twitter is just a constant stream of crap. And yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like being in a pool, and you jump in and you jump out, and whatever goes on in the pool goes on in the pool, and it, you you get it, you're involved when you're there, and and you miss it when you're not, or you you just you you know you just miss out, and it's really 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 weird, and it's full of a lot of crap that nobody needs to see, and there are a lot of bots there that support our president, but you know it's. Uh, it's it's an odd place, but that's normally where I get my uh, where I, where I connect with people is on Twitter, and I don't know most of them. But that's but to your point, that goes. It's it's very similar to a chat room, which I never really have gotten into. I've never been in a chat room. I would let's just You've face it. I, I room. virtually I'm not I'm virtually not good. I like to be <laughs> like in direct contact and stuff. Like being on Skype with you. I feel a little bit more connected and that, but I, I virtually, I'm just, I'm uncomfortably virtually. So, so a couple, couple questions. One, when did you get your first computer? You had one as a kid, right? Um, I, we didn't, we did have one in the house. Yes. We did have like a desktop a couple years before I graduated, I guess, but we didn't have internet. I mean, we were out in the boonies. Even in college, and you didn't have you weren't so, in the room. Yeah, and so in college, my freshman or my sophomore year, I think my sophomore year was the first year I had an email address. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> no, well, okay, so but no, I didn't. I we didn't have email. We didn't have any of that Wendy, in high okay, school. So I think my freshman year, I I got an email address. Your your freshman year or your sophomore year. My fresh, I think it was the end of my freshman year. Okay, so you're a year older than I am. I got my first email address my freshman year, so you got an email address a year before I did. Yeah, so it, I mean, I think again, it was towards the end, and it was a what was it have been then? I guess an AOL. I guess we did have AOL at the house. I get, or maybe I don't know if it was before I graduated high school or if it was the summer I came back and lived my first year between my 
freshman and sophomore year, but all within like 96 to 98, I got an email address and I remember AOL and all that other kind of stuff kind of being the main and Yahoo being the main accounts. So, so I, I have to say though, this Skype thing, like when you were back visiting recently, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Hey, it's Wendy. Yep. Great. Hey, <laughs> it's because this has become, and it, it, people listening, I'm looking at Wendy right now over, over, I have my webcam here and she's on my screen. This has become just like, it's almost, Our it's, norm. it's almost like you're here. It is. It's pretty close. It's, it's almost close. like you're here. It's, it's <laughs> not that weird to me anymore. And like my friends from the other podcasts, you know, I get to see them in person maybe once a year, maybe once every few years. And like whenever we depart, it's like, oh, well, I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for us too, like we talk so frequently, Our my other friends in North Carolina who I don't talk to maybe every single week or whatever, we, it does feel different. But I think, you know, to that point, this is also a lot of the way the world is going in the business Absolutely. world. I mean, there's so many types of, like, I didn't know till my last job about, um, but that was another like I am messaging thing Slack? that can just Slack, yes, Slack, and then you have all these different like go to meeting or Skype meeting or there's fifty thousand ways for you to have virtual meetings, you know. So the business world is all going toward towards that too. So because you know remote working or remote meeting with partners and things like that, so that becomes more. But I, I feel like that's and I feel like this that's more purposeful i don't know i'm just weird i know at least one married person maybe two that their spouse lives in another state and they only get to see them like on the weekends and so facetime and skype are their best friends yeah and it's increasingly to me not becoming weird yeah i think it's becoming i mean it's becoming more normal and i feel like I guess of anything that, that that's but then so if you look at that that's at least still i think a more genuine and person to person or people to people connection than Facebook and all that other stuff. So I'd rather say, Hey, let's jump on Skype for 10 minutes and catch up. Then let me scroll through and see if I like what they're talking about or not talking. (laughs) I, okay. And I, I don't know how to say this without sounding terrible. I have no desire to hop on Skype and talk to anybody, but you (laughs) and the other podcasts, because I'm just not a talker. I like I like Facebook and or Inst- or Twitter or whatever. I, I like and hate them, but I like them because it allows me to interact with people without actually having to selectively interact in a way that yeah. you're comfortable with. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like I am a situational introvert. I know people are like, whatever, that's not true, but it totally is. I, I can buy but, it. What's that? I buy it. Yeah, I mean, I but I when I'm communicating with somebody. Um, for any length of time, I'd prefer to see them face to face. And like, I guess I just get my energy and, and better converse better when I'm face to face with somebody the, other than typing. And I mean, I could go on and ramble and type a million things in those chat rooms and be like, okay, kick this girl off. Cause she's just rambling now. <laughs> so is what is normal changing? I think it is. Oh, it absolutely, it already has. I mean, I, I feel like it's even going to change sooner. There's always, there's the same technologies it just being introduced in different ways con- constantly. And I do, I think that these, I mean, there's more, like I said, more and more I have friends taking jobs or I'm meeting new people in new industries that these Skype and virtual meetings, I have a friend, so Kanoa, she's amazing. And she is actually a virtual coach so like the beach body coaches all that workout stuff she is a virtual coach and she her she runs her entire coaching and all of her gym work and all these things with her business for that virtually she rarely sees anybody face to face these people come in to these regularly scheduled meetings and training sessions and conversations and everything she does is all social media and virtually based and that's becoming a lot for those types of businesses but it's again it's becoming more and more the norm i think for people in business in general and and personal but i think the norm for personal is changing a little bit um 
you know, is, has already changed a little bit. Business is changing drastically. And then I think, again, personal will change again b- because of how much business takes on these these forms of, you know, tech this technology to do things, to communicate, to connect, all that other kind of stuff. There was an idea in, in chat years ago uh, called basically the avatar. The idea of an avatar was it was just an image or character or something that represents you. And obviously here on Skype, we're looking at each other. I mean, there are mm-hmm. ways where I could throw up like a, a, like a CGI uh, character that would track my mouth movement and everything. It would sort of like, you know, like it would be like a fish or a dog talking with my voice. But mm-hmm. like the idea of an avatar has mostly gone away because people typically just use their own photos for things. But I was just watching Ready Player One, which is a movie based on a book. And it, the world, everybody partakes in this virtual world. It's all virtual reality. And everybody uses an avatar, basically. Uh, they use a, uh, basically, a 3D model that they inhabit in real time. And they interact with everybody in that 3D model. So you could be 10 feet tall and a werewolf. Or you could be a robot. You could be the opposite sex. You could be you know, uh, the, the jolly green giant, you could be anything. And I, I think people accept this, what we're doing now. I, mm-hmm. I think in the future, I, I guess I question whether or not when we get to that point and we will eventually, I'm certain that as, as virtual reality, uh, increases in popularity and band and bandwidth, uh, opportunities for high speed internet increase, um, or, uh, or, uh, prolifer- uh proliferates, um, I I wonder if people will just get used to being like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a werewolf right now, and I'm going to go hang out with my friend Fred, the Mickey, who, who looks like Mickey Mouse. Like, I mean, that will happen. That, that sounds horrible. To it me. will happen. I'm just saying it, it does. It will happen, but but I will, feel like that gives people more opportunity to lie and be who they aren't. I like through all of this stuff. Like, I understand people can do that when they look you straight in the face too. Like it doesn't matter if you put a screen, but and it's easier to hide behind a screen and make up things either to fool somebody, to make yourself feel better, to be in a different world. But I think it gives people more means to a be less accepting of themselves, which is a problem in general. It's not being them genuine selves, which is like stealing people from that, which most people have all these great things. And then it just, I don't know. It sounds horrible to me. I don't know what else to say. It, it, so in the New Yorker in 1993, there was a uh, comic that became famous. And you've probably heard of the phrase. You may not have know, know, known where it comes from. It's on the internet. Nobody knows you're a dog. <laughs> Basically, in the comic has two dogs, one sitting in front of a computer chatting with somebody on the internet. Yeah. And it's it's I mean, always been that way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just... I think, I don't know, it's all, um, I know it's going that way, but then my simple mind goes, and so it's going that way, and what is the ultimate advantage of any of it? What is ultimately the betterment of anything because of it? Uh, I think it's personal satisfaction. I think, I mean, I, if it... if Momentary, momentary. I don't know. Poss- I mean, if, mostly. If, if... if if I want to be a Viking eight hours a day on the internet, and that is in my mind what reality is, if 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 that virtual world is effectively the same as reality, because when it comes uh, economically, the internet might as well be brick and mortar, and increasingly it's it's becoming more profitable than brick and mortar. So yeah. there's no reason that people can't live their lives in a. It does. I know it sounds terrifying, but it's. There's no reason you couldn't live your life in a virtual world. What's wrong if if I want to be, you know, a hamster in a, on a wheel, or if I yeah. want, you know, if I want to be uh, Godzilla, or if I want to be Fred Astaire? Uh, but here's the thing: so it just seems so <laughs> foreign dehuman- to us. De- well, dehumanizing. I mean, it just feels like you keep stripping away the the thing, the personal, the things that make interacting with true, genuine people great. In my opinion, I, I think it extends. Like you're constantly thinking about like trying to rip rip through what makes them real or not real. Like you're always getting the their their 
version of what they want to be true versus what is actually their truth. I don't see it as any different as somebody wearing a Metallica shirt or wearing a shirt that says, I, I, I identify as a fan of this or I identify as, or somebody wearing like uh, a necklace that identifies them with a certain religious faith. I just see it as being an ex, uh, an extension of of their natural, you know, identity. So if you so you're telling me that if you chose to be a Viking eight hours a day and communicate and and take on the reality of a Viking, that that experience would be the same as me knowing exactly who you are and how you communicate and what you care about without the Viking mentality yeah i don't think it matters <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it, we we share what we want to share we project what we want to project and i try to be uh, the way i describe it is i'm a slow burn it takes a while to get to know me but I, <laughs> I, I i'm not fake i just it takes me a while to ki- decide if i want to interact or not agree if i agree if i if i interact looking and i look like freddy krueger you know if you're cool with that i don't see why it why it matters I get. I mean, I could see how it serves many purposes. I'm. Not, I'm not gonna say. I. I get where you're coming from, and I don't. I see the benefits of what you're saying, but I also feel like it's a good. It's. It's just a good way to manipulate. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> that's well, my. That's my. That's my critic. I was gonna. <laughs> me. Mention, I was gonna mention this. Like I'm infamous among a certain set of my friends for posting on the internet years ago under assumed names harassing terrible people <laughs> like I, like i would identify a target of somebody i didn't like because uh i thought they were um uh just a bad person and was were detrimental to a specific like message board that i would be on so i would just create another account and i would post things i would like just destroy them <laughs> and i took great satisfaction from it other people took great satisfaction from it and you know, the, the usually the person would just uh, it, it would usually knock him down a peg. Rarely, if, if ever, would they leave. It wasn't like true harassment, not in the sense that we think of harassment today. Uh, it was more just like um, debative, debating to the point of of making them just reconsider what they're doing. I would, I would make, I would, I would make them look foolish. Typically, gotcha, uh, gotcha, and <laughs> I, you know. I enjoyed doing it. Nobody knew that I was a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it. I, I think the internet's awesome that way. That I can, be, yeah. I, if I'm a dog, I can pretend that I'm a person. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's true. It's just, I think I, I don't know, maybe for me, because I've never, I don't embrace a lot. I've not, obviously, people are listening, you know, and yeah, duh. I don't embrace a lot of those things i never have i just don't find them comfortable and um and it doesn't make it wrong or right by any means like people who do it i'm like you're on the right path like you're embracing it in ways that i should be but at the same time too i in my brain it makes me more skeptical about the interaction from the start um, in some cases about trying to chip away and getting using all this time and exhausting yourself to to either get more out of the person or wonder if they're being a dog when they say they're a human and all that other kind of crap. That stuff just exhausts me. I'm like, just just get like be who you are. Say what you need to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to waste a lot of time. I think that's why I find in person or like even like this more beneficial than communicating back and forth through the other means. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But again, it, for me, it comes down to um, it comes down to efficiency. And I think I'm a much better writer than I am a speaker. And I can I can articulate what I'm saying in in text better than I can do it verbally or orally. Um, and I can carry on more conversations simultaneously in yeah, and form. I think that's just I mean for you too, it just it fulfills the multitasking constant, yeah, like just your nature. It fulfills that nature for you where I'm like I am a multitasker to a a point, but I don't necessarily enjoy multiple conversations at one time. Okay. I'm a weirdo like and, that and I, <laughs> and I have carried on multiple conversations orally, and it's draining. Yeah, for you. Where I I, no, no, I can do that e- more easily what, than 
I mean, like, simultaneously carrying on two conversations, two people talking to you at once and responding to both. Kills you. It's hard. Yeah. But, like, I don't see people, like, I, you don't see people doing it that often because you you don't really expect that somebody will be able to give a response that is um, as well thought out or... So I agree. I agree with that. Like, I feel like it's not like a superpower or any of that kind of stuff, but I'm pretty decent at a multiple conversation situation. Like I can be at a group setting and I could be having a one-on-one conversation right here and then have something catch my ear and like ease into that conversation. And then I can bounce in and out of conversations pretty easily, but the risk is what you said is are they responding in a way that it really feels like you heard what i said or whatever i get i get overwhelmed if 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 i'm having to carry on multiple conversations face to face yeah and i mean depending on what the topic is i think that's fair because i i say that and if depending on what the topic is i definitely would feel the same way but i uh i think i my the way my brain fires that's more of where i i am more auditory in nature then then so that's where my brain starts to fire and I can multitask is just through the audible stuff um but just written I'm overthinking it or rereading it and then comparing it to the other thing so that gets that's why I don't do so well with that type of multitasking (laughs) like I hate group text too because you can't keep up. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. So what I can't do two, two things at once though is record two podcasts, and unfortunately, I've got to go and record another <laughs> podcast. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you. This was kind of fun. So uh, we will have to think up some more uh, challenges since this was just a natural uh, challenge that I went through because of Lent. But I think it was a great conversation. We obviously embrace social media differently, we absolutely but do. appreciate it for for some of the same reasons too. So, um, but we'll see you next week. Awesome. Wendy, thank you for uh, the conversation. It's wonderful. Hopefully I will see you on social media and in person soon. You will. See you later, Brian. See ya. Bye. Bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend.